Welcome to Powerless to Powerful. This is the number one positive side of addiction podcast. My name is Mark Mascola. I'm glad to be here and grateful you are here as well. Powerless to Powerful is a book, a podcast, live and recorded workshops that we created for men and for the women who love those men. Our purpose is to help raise the percentages of men who realize the rewards of long-term recovery from addiction. Anyone can tell you how to get clean and sober. The game, my brother, is to remain clean and sober. How do we do it? Unlike so many recovery messages that focus on what is wrong with you, we use the psychology of empowerment to discover and awaken what is right with you, your strengths, your values, understanding your true identity and the man God created you to be and to become. Are you ready to find a purpose for your recovery and a purpose for your life because of your recovery? I know that's why you're here. I am willing to say the one thing most men in recovery want to say but won't. It's not in my nature to be powerless, and I can promise my brother it's not in yours either. Buckle up. Here we go. All right, so here we go. The title of today's session, The Lesson I Learned About My Recovery from My Dog. And what I'm going to tell you is it's, it's actually the lessons that I learned about recovery from my dog. So let me set this up with a, with a little story. I had, this, I had this idea to do this session based on a really simple but profound concept as it relates to recovery. So I had this Labrador retriever. Her name was Jake. And Jake was an awesome dog. Uh, you know, all I had to do when she was out running around um, is whistle. And Jake would poke her head up and look at me. And, and I, I would say, come here. And, and she'd come trotting back. It was like the whistle was the key that that when she's out here running around uh, around the pond in my yard or, or fixing to, you know, find her way off into the woods doing whatever she would do left unattended, the whistle is what seemed to bring her back. It, it, was, a, it was a conditioned response. And when she heard that whistle, she would pop her head up and say, oh, uh, it, would, it would break her train of thought. So I, I've explained this to guys in recovery for you know over 20 years now. That when I was putting together today's outline, I had this really simple idea that addiction works much like a rabbit that would run through the yard that the dog would chase, right? If 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 I was Standing out here in the yard and, and all of a sudden a rabbit would run through the yard, the very first thing the dog would do without thinking about it is start chasing the rabbit. And that's how our brain works in addiction. Early in our recovery. Right? There goes an opportunity. Oh, there goes my mind. Oh, hopefully there don't go my actions. So the simple but clever story that I was going to tell about this was about recovery actually being the thing that whistles at me whenever I'm ready to go chase my addiction. Um, and it and it makes sense, 
right? The dog sitting there. If you look at the analogy of the rabbit being the addiction, the rabbit runs through, the dog's going to chase. But when I whistle, the dog pokes its head up, right? And has a thought that while they want to chase the rabbit, what they really want to do is please their master because they have a conditioned response to doing that. So that that was kind of the basic premise of what this whole session was going to be about. And then I truly realized that when I was going to title it, the lesson I learned about recovery from my dog, it was a lot deeper than that. God God had a different plan. And as I put together today's outline, um, I'll explain to you a little more about the plan. So it's actually the lessons I learned. So um, the first one, don't chase the addiction rabbits. And, and the more the more time you spend in recovery, the the easier it is to not chase those rabbits. But the, the, you know the the tests are everywhere, right? I mean, if you're in recovery for any amount of time, whether it's you know two days, two weeks, two years, or, or like me, you know twenty plus, uh, those opportunities are everywhere. You know, I was I was cleaning up the other day down at the farm. Um, had the side by side out and, and was riding up and down the road, and um, picking up beer cans. People ride through there and just throw trash out all the time. And, and it was a cold morning. I was out, had been out doing some things on the farm, and I just figured on my way back I'll pick up a little bit of trash. So I, I'm the. the I, I, one of the beer cans that I picked up, somebody had thrown out a full one, and, and the thought crosses my mind, right? Well, I could, I'm going to pop the top and dump this out. Well, I could drink this, and nobody would ever know about it, and it's cold enough to drink. There's the rabbit, right? And then the thought comes to me, ah, I hear the whistle. Yeah, but I don't do that anymore. I, I'm, I don't, my recovery is more important than than trying to get away with that, right? My, I don't want my life to be defined by the things that I get away with. So, um, this this dog that I had uh, that that is the source of lesson number one, right? Don't chase the rabbits. When I got divorced, my first year in recovery, man, I was I was doing the deal. I was going to meetings. I had a sponsor. I was working the steps. I thought I was doing everything that I was supposed to do. And my wife decided she didn't want to be married anymore. And man, I was just crushed. I, I you know, I I had gone and and uh, thought I was getting clean and sober for her and the kids, and thought I was getting clean and sober to save my business. And you know, I had all these things going on. But clean and sober is never the end game. Finding my true identity and who God created me to be and to become was the end game. But my my wife, you know, decided she didn't want to be married, and and you know, as as painful as that was, I you know, I I had to move out of the house. Again, I was doing the deal. I was clean and sober. wasn't I didn't relapse. I, you know, I didn't. None of that stuff was happening. I, I was I was playing the game straight down the road like I thought I was supposed to. 
So when I moved out of the house, you know, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want my kids to live less of a life because their mom and dad couldn't get along. And, and I, you know, I've, I've always kind of been the guy that, um, didn't matter what happened. It matters what I do about what happened. And so, you know, I just figured it was easier for me to, uh, set off on a on a journey and figure out how to create a new life not void of my kids but being the best dad I could be not living in the house with my kids um, but I didn't want them to have friends come over and say where did the couch go oh my dad my, my mom and dad are getting divorced my dad took it you know where, where is this where is that so uh really the only I, I never I didn't even take a pill off the bed and I'm not I'm not saying that as, as I need some sort of bad, badge of honor, you know, uh, I, I just, I, I made a decision and, and it was a decision that was in the best interest of my kids. So the only thing I took was this dog, Jake. And I can remember, uh, I can remember coming home from meetings, uh, late at night and, and man, I was just crushed. I mean, my, my world crumb was crumbling into a pile. I was right in the middle of a do- divorce and a bankruptcy. You know, I went to treatment to save my marriage and save my business, and I was in the middle of losing them both. I mean, my life was a disaster, uh, and I'd you know I'd been clean and sober for about a year, and I can remember sitting down here uh, in, in the yard looking looking at the pond, and that dog would just come and sit right next to me, and I would just I would just cry. Because I, I was so alone, and I would pray, and, and I would search for, what, what does this mean? What am I going through? What am I going to do? And the second lesson that I learned, because that was the time in my recovery, and it was early on. Like I said, it was, it was in the first, towards the end of the first year, um, I had to learn, and this is the second lesson, I had to learn that sometimes God needed me to be alone to learn to listen. And in that time when I wasn't living in the house with my wife and my kids and and my marriage was coming to an end and my business was crumbling into a pile, um, I developed a relationship with God that has grown and blossomed uh, and prospered from from that time moving forward. Now, is everything in my life perfect? Absolutely not. But I learned, and here's the second lesson, I learned how to be alone without being lonely. That's one of the toughest things that people in recovery have to go through, especially when they go through the life changes like I was, you know, there was a career change coming, you know, I was 35 years old and I'm going to have to go learn how to go date again. I mean, it, it, it was just nuts and I, and I was terrified, but I had, when I had taken that third step, right, was willing to turn my, my will and my life over to God. If I gave him that addiction thing and it worked, why wouldn't I give God my relationship thing? Why wouldn't I give God my finances thing? 
you know, that's a whole, that's a whole different session when we start talking about that. So lesson number one, don't chase the rabbits. Lesson number two, whatever it takes, learn to develop a relationship with God because God wants, God knows that you'll listen void of the chaos of our lives. So learn to be alone without being lonely. And so here's the third lesson. Like I said, when I sat down to put together the, the outline for the session, it was going to be really simple, really short. So here's the third lesson. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly when it was, don't remember what year it was, but you know, a couple years after I got clean and sober, um, this dog, Jake, uh, got cancer and I can remember standing up here and, and I mean she was so sharp I, I'd throw a tennis ball into the pond and she would run all the way down there and swim out there and get it turn him around and bring it right back to me um, and if I was ever going down to the pond to fish I, I'd walk down there with a fishing rod and and she'd never jump in the water until I was done fishing. And it was weird. It, was, it wasn't something I taught her. It was just something she, she kind of learned. But she was awesome. And, and so she developed cancer. And I, I, can remember, I can remember throwing a tennis ball in the yard. And I knew something was wrong with her when she was just struggling to get out of the water. And, um, you know, we ended up, Ashley and I ended up having to take her and, and have her put to sleep. And, and, and it was just my connection to that dog by just the sitting quietly by my side when I struggled through some of the most difficult times in my life, it was just really painful. Um, and if you've ever developed a relationship with a dog, I'm fortunate I've had several over the years, Ashley and I both, we've had several over the years that have, that have changed us that we'll never get over. Um, but I ended up having to put that dog to sleep and I was convinced I was never going to get another dog. Because I would never, I would never be able to replace that animal in what she meant to me. So, a couple years later, you know, I, I, I actually had, had bought this farm down in West Tennessee, and that's a whole different story. You know, a guy that was going through a divorce and a bankruptcy uh, figured out how to buy a farm, and that's that's another miracle. But I, I. Here's, here's where I'm going with this, and this is the third lesson. So I'm down there at the farm one day, and I'm, doing, I'm riding around on the tractor mowing some, mowing some grass and doing different sort of things, and this dog comes trotting out of the woods. A, a young yellow Labrador retriever. And if you would look at this dog, kind of a small head, lop-eared, um, she looked exactly like the dog I had put to, put to sleep a year earlier. Just out of nowhere, came trotting out and, and just laid down in the yard and wouldn't leave. And, you know, I didn't want a dog, but, you know, I, I at the time we didn't have a house at the farm. I had a camper that I was staying in when I was down there. And so, you know, I tried not to pay much attention to this dog. And I can remember looking outside before I went to sleep, and that dog was curled up in the yard, 
wasn't going to leave. I woke up the next morning, looked at the window. There that dog was, laying in the same spot in the yard. And she wasn't going to leave. Come to find out, you know, she was a stray. She didn't have a collar on. And, and she just, she chose me. She chose us. And, you know, I had that dog. You know, we took her to the vet. She was... They said she was about six months old, and, and uh, you know, I had that dog for almost 13 years. And she was equally as good a dog as Jake number one. And this is where the third lesson comes from, as, as it relates to the lessons I learned from my dog, and at this point, dogs in recovery. You just never know where the blessings are going to come from. This dog blessed our lives in more ways than you could ever imagine, and and she was just astray. She just wandered out of the woods and chose me. So again, the title to the session, the, the lesson, lessons I learned about recovery from my dog, dogs. Lesson number one, don't chase the rabbits. Listen to the master whistle. Pick your head up. Don't chase the rabbit of addiction. Lesson number two. Learn that alone is okay at times. And learn to not be lonely. Learn to be alone without being lonely. In the lesson number three. Sometimes some of the greatest blessings in your life come from places that you could have never imagined. So that's the end of today's session. Uh, the lessons that I learned from the lessons I learned about recovery from my dog. Listen, you're going to listen to you're you're going to hear the 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 music and and the outro uh, kind of end of of this session. Seriously, guys, you, you need to go over to powerlesstopowerful.com and and. Sign up and watch A Man's Quest for His True Identity video series. Man, I, the, the responses we're getting from this. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that the greatest, uh, the, the end game here is not clean and sober. The, the end game is becoming, to be and to become the man God created you to become. And, uh, and I could only discover my true identity in that man that God created me to be and to become um, when I when I was to the other side of my addiction. So go to www.powerless2powerful.com and uh, and sign up for this free uh, this free video series, a quest for a man's true identity. And also, there's a link on the page. Uh, you want to talk recovery? You want to talk life because of recovery? Uh, sign up for, um, there's a link on there where you can uh, can get a free one-to-one -one action plan session with me. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk recovery and, and talk uh, successful life because of recovery. Because, man, I, I hope that you're committed to this thing and, and you find a purpose like I have. Uh, you find a purpose for your recovery and a purpose for your life because of your recovery. So that is the end of today's session again. Don't chase the rabbit of addiction. Learn to be alone without being lonely. 
sometimes the greatest blessings in your life come from a place you've never imagined. So till next time, be empowered. Talk soon. Bye for now. My prayer is that today's session leaves you inspired to be the best husband, father, and businessman you can be by becoming the man the world needs you to become. You know, the same guy God created you to become. I invite you to go to www.powerlessthepowerful.com and check out all of the empowering things we have going on. There's the book, the video book. There are videos and links to our retreats and workshops. Right now, you can get instant access to a man's quest for his true identity video series. And I've even thrown in a great gift to help you awaken the man God created by helping you discover your core strengths. Check it all out at www.powerlessthepowerful.com. Till next time, this is Mark Mascola inviting you to be empowered. Bye for now.